Welcome to Milkman Sports, delivered fresh daily with your hosts, Casey Avila and Derek DeRuder. What's up, football fans? Welcome into another episode of the Milkman Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Red. It's Tuesday evening. I'm joined by Casey and Garrett. Garrett, I'm going to start with you because I don't like Casey tonight. How you doing, man? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Fuck that. The Raiders just, lost. It just sounded so. good. I just want to be mad at you. <laughs> the Raiders lost, so I'm pretty pissed about it. Your Vikings won. So, yeah. You know, I. but I'm eating Chipotle right now, so it's not that bad. <laughs> I'm not down that bad. I wasn't. I'm not down Casey bad. Where I lost like six out of seven matches this week. It was five oh out God. of seven. Oh my bad. <laughs> I did count my chickens a little early. I I did have someone come back and beat me in Anthony's league. He had uh, the Judy Russell Wilson combo, but I'm not mad. I scored the second most points in the league, so I'm not mad about that loss. Yeah, I used to have, well, I used to, but a bunch of those were you're the second highest scorer in the yeah. league. Like, damn it. Well, I've had yeah, a whole five it's... days to get over the Rams loss, just in case anyone was wondering. You're still not over it. <laughs> I was like, Red, Red, what the hell, Red? You say you don't like, you don't like me tonight? <laughs> well, usually I just go with you first, so I just needed a reason to go to Garrett, so I made up a lie, said, I don't like you tonight, and boom, Garrett, it's your turn. Like, all right, let's move on with the podcast, right? Or no. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. <laughs> I didn't think you'd take this to the heart. Jeez. <laughs> wearing your heart like, tonight. Like, Someone's in this feeling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jeez, man. It's like that little kid. Did you text messages of the new Legend of Zelda game come out? You really think I'm mad at you? Shit. <laughs> God, you're like my kids uh, tonight. Man. We're sensitive. Are you getting sick? I think you're getting sick. Hey, it's that time of the much. month. I just had <laughs> too football much. started. I, just, I had too much sugar. I had a big old glass of Kool Aid. Oh. I actually started my diet. I'm on no sugar, no sugar, no bread. I'm back on my Arbon stuff. Oh man, Ooh. that sounds two winnings. Ah, no, nah, I got two winnings to get for. Get ready for it. It's easy money. Tonight, though, we are previewing the first five games, the Thursday night game and some of the Monday or Sunday morning games. So any uh, Thursday night news Thursday that we need game. to go over? Fuck the news. We already know about waiver wires. We already talked about that stuff. Um, honestly, right, said, anything, let's get into it. No, I mean, if there's any injuries or any. There's really nothing. There's really nothing. Injury reports are at. Yeah. Then tomorrow's the big media day. So. I really don't think there's much news other than you want to get in the rumors or something, you know. Do we really want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Cowboys? Because that's been Hell the most nah. popular thing on Facebook, and it's been driving me insane. It's that not going to annoying. Happen. And we're not about yeah. rumors, so we'll report yeah. when it happens. And We're about rumors in the offseason when there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pretty much. Yeah. I think tomorrow's like, yeah, the, the big thing right now that we're all waiting on is the injury report. Just kind of seeing. We keep hearing good things about Najee Harris, but We'll see how he's listed tomorrow. Uh, you know, obviously Elijah Mitchell, he's going to be out. Dak Prescott's going to be out, but there are a few other guys that we'll get some clarity on tomorrow once the injury report is released. Yep. Yes, sir. So we want to get started on the preview with that Chargers Kansas City game because that's going to be a good one. Yeah, Thursday night football, the LA Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Both of these teams won this past week, and Thursday night football, I feel like I've 
the, the stats show that these are typically like more low scoring games and high scoring games. It's probably just the short week of practice, not as much preparation time. Uh, but I think if there's going to be a good Thursday night game, this might be one of the better ones out of the season, at least on paper. It looks really good. Uh, Mahomes went off as the top quarterback this past week, throwing, what was it? Five touchdowns, just kind of right back into like Mahomes type season, even without Tyree kill there. But then Herbert had a good game himself, 279, three touchdowns. Um, but let's talk about the Chiefs first. They're the home team. They're the ones that are still figuring out what they're doing with the backfield. They really like beat the shit out of the Cardinals this last week. So I don't <laughs> That's know. That's an understatement. Way to be nice about it. It's hard to tell like who's like out of this backfield, which of the running backs is the one to go to. I'd like to see Very a closer clear. game and seeing like which one it's going to be so far it looks committee based what do you think red easily it's clyde man if you go watch the game pacheco didn't touch the ball till the game was 20 points out of lead out of the lead like he that he got his last 10 touches after the game was at that far out of hand so i'm not buying into isaiah pacheco having 12 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown that's nah, just game script the game was out of hand at that point don't buy into it yeah it says here that he had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire played 39% of snaps. So that's just like, man, that's not a real high amount. But yeah, if you take into consideration that they got ahead early and then just kind of kept the gas on all game, yeah, they were able to use a committee here. Uh, Garrett, any thoughts on these running backs? Uh, the entire AFC West can suck my... <laughs> oh. God, get over the Raiders' loss already. You and Casey Dude. both, man. Man. I can't. Gosh, I didn't expect uh, you to say that against the Chargers. I mean, you haven't even played the Chiefs yet. Leave them alone. Yeah. You know, I don't know what to expect out of this game. It's either going to be like a 0-3 game or it's going to be like 72 to 69. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like uh I do like the running back, Clyde, and I do think that he does have the number one role there. I don't think Isaiah Pacheco is anything uh more than just maybe a blowback right now yes. i high think five, that yes. <laughs> high five air five but yes. i think uh edwards does have it solidified down there the interesting yeah, McKinnon, thing was the receivers mckinnon was a little bit involved too he i know he ran a lot he played 39 percent of snaps too which is the same number as edwards hilaire just something to keep an eye on i don't think he's really worth you know picking up or starting anytime soon uh garrett, garrett you mentioned the receivers go ahead um i thought that Juju was going to be the leading scorer this weekend, but he was not. I don't think, right? In this, um, no. honestly, we seen we seen a game where Mahomes threw five touchdowns, and you know what? Spread he out was. it was. It, it's all about Kelsey. After that, pick your poison. Yeah, yeah. Didn't I say that like in one of the more recent podasts? Something like the main beneficiary. Like everyone's trying to figure out. Who's going to take some Where? of those Tyreek snaps? Is it going to be Juju? Are they going to spread it all out? Mahomes like, I just feel, I was like, I was like, I feel like they're out. just going to rely on Kelsey more. Or like, yeah, that's exactly what they did in week one. It's a committee by we have a receiver committee here, <laughs> right? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes it, 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 said well, something. Well, yes, Mahomes said even came out and said it. If they're all going to take turns being yep. the number one guy, yep, well said, uh, sir. Juju did have a decent fantasy day in PPR, six catches for 79 yards. It's not like something that you would have won. I think he might have fumbled yeah. or something because he doesn't, his points aren't matching up. <laughs> he had two tell. fumbles. <laughs> two fumbles. All right. Yeah. Bump, that's bump, what, okay. Bump, bump. That makes sense. Yeah, that's like, why is killing him. Yeah. If you, that's not going to happen very often. So 
you look at that, you put that four more points on the board, that's almost 16 points. It's not bad. Um, MVS is someone, you know, played a lot of tar, uh, played a lot of the snaps, but yeah, only four catches again. They just kind of got ahead. They were really spreading the wealth. They didn't really have to lean on their playmakers other than Kelsey. And yeah, he finishes with nine targets, caught eight of them for 121 and a touchdown. He's the obvious tight end one until, uh, until he gets hurt or something of that oh, nature. Yeah, absolutely. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to retire. Right. So what we're still calling Juju, what like a wide receiver three in PPR three. MVS is probably yeah. like a flex in best case scenario. Honestly, I don't like any of these guys as a wide receiver three. I mean, probably in some wide receiver situations, for as early as you drafted Juju, you probably have no choice to start him. But if even if these guys are my wide receiver four, that's like my borderline of uh, yeah, but uh. so. I really think last week was uh like Juju's kind of floor in terms of points. Um, like I think he's gonna get you an average of 10, at least 10, 11, 12. So if that's his low, I think he has upside on receiver three. The rest of the receivers, I would I'm not in on any of them. It's just it's hard to hard to know behind Kelsey. Yeah, we're already we're already scratching at that. So behind Juju after that, it's like, okay, who is it? I'd probably take Clyde. Yep. I'd probably take Clyde over Juju as a receiver. Well, we have the Chargers on the other side that have an interesting problem at receiver this week because Keenan Allen left uh, week one with a hamstring injury. Had this been a, a game that they played on Sunday, there was an outside chance he could have been available, but on a short week, he's not going to play this week. Even yeah. if he's not listed as out today, if you're listening to this, consider him out. Don't consider him as someone you can leave in your roster. Uh, but so we thought that maybe we would have thought that Mike Williams would have stepped up in Keenan Allen's place, but he ends up with only four targets, caught two of them for 10 yards. Definitely one of the more disappointed players in all of fantasy football this past week, as far as I'm concerned. Put some see spec I was like, on the Raiders we... defense, dog. Uh, well, you know, they held them in check and they just traded Trayvon Mullen, their top corner to the Cardinals. So, you know, you thought that the Raiders maybe were not going to be having the best day in that regard. I guess Justin Herbert still threw for, uh, you know, 279 and three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, man, he, he went 26 of 34. So you guys didn't, didn't exactly stop Justin Herbert. But Mike Williams, I suppose you can you can get there. You could take the win for that one. Um, I think so, that he'll bounce back, though. Yeah, right? I was going to say, what are you doing back. with Mike Williams? I think he bounces back, and with Keenan Allen out too, it just changes the game plan of what they're going to do. They're going to definitely lean on it, on him a little bit more. Uh, I, I'd say wide receiver too. You know, well, he's not going to be, be out there. Can you there help me a, set my lineup? I think that's a little rich for me. I might go Mike Williams at three. I think Kansas City's going to. Mm, never mind. I'm biased. <laughs> who, would you, who would you rather start in a flex spot, Mike Williams or Kareem Hunt? Kareem. I know like two touchdowns look good from Kareem Hunt this past week, but I'd rather go Mike Williams. I just like the I just like the matchup. The Cardinals scored a lot of points on the Chiefs too, so it wasn't like the Chiefs defense was exactly lighting it up. And I believe that uh Trent McDuffie, their first round cornerback, was put on injured reserve today too. So they're a little they're a little lighter on that defensive secondary end, you know. So I think that Justin Herbert's one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. He's going to continue to improve against a team on Thursday night like this. He's got a chance to light him up. So 
uh, I think Mike Williams is definitely going to be a part of that conversation. So Mike Williams is what auto start wide receiver two for you with upside. Yes, I would okay, say. Cool. Yep, that's that's where I'm at with him. Yeah. Sweet go. Are you guys in on Palmer or like DeAndre Carter was the one who really benefited? It seemed like the most, but he still Palmer only played, played more snaps. Yeah, I was gonna, he only Carter only played about a third of snaps. You know, he had three catches, sixty-four yards, and a touchdown. Palmer played a lot more, but he just didn't. Yeah, like three catches for five yards. It's kind of weird to see how Herbert threw for this many yards, but none of these receivers seem to get benefit. Keenan Allen had like what sixty yards or something like that. We'll get to Gerald Everett, who had a nice day too, but. Yeah, man. Palmer didn't step up. Are you guys playing him at all? Like, is he even someone you're scooping up off waiver wires? Ew. I, um, no. If, if Keenan Allen's out longer than, you know, than week two, it turns into like a two or three week injury. Maybe you take a flyer on it. Um, but I, I, I think the real beneficial, the person that's going to benefit the most is Gerald Everett. We'll talk about him when we get to the tight ends, but, um, to me, I think it's just kind of Mike Williams and then everyone else kind of falls into a similar situation like the Chiefs. It's just kind of mesh after that. Right. So let's get to Everett then because he had a decent day. He played about two-thirds of the snaps, 66%, four targets, caught three of them for 54 yards and a touchdown. Um, I liked what I saw. He seemed to be a little I bit think more this is where Keenan Allen was out. He finished yeah. as the number four tight end this week. I feel like this is where the targets are going to go um, to Everett. And the rest will go to Eckler or Kelly or hell, even Sonny Michelle. We'll talk about running backs a little bit, but hell, they're all in there at some point playing yeah. kind of a stupid committee. Eckler obviously was had the stronghold. But anyways, I like Everett. Um, I think he has a good chance to be a strong tight end one this week uh, with Keenan Allen out. Yeah, I'd say that if there's anyone in the pass game that benefits, it's probably Everett, um, other than Williams, who just becomes like the focal point of the pass game, most likely. But yeah, Everett, he's like a more receiver than like tight end. We talked about this the other night. So he's someone that can get out there. He can get open and he'll be involved. Like I said, I'm, I'm a big believer in Justin Herbert. So the guys that are catching the ball, you know, you got ones, but you find the right ones and, and fire them up. Austin Eckler was one of those guys he kind of underwhelmed a little bit too. He had four targets, caught all four of them for 36 yards. He also only had 36 rush yards, no touchdowns on the day, but 18 touches, that's good usage. It's kind of what we yep. expect from Eckler, so he just didn't have a good day. So against the Chiefs, there's, I would say, bounce-back potential. He's actually projected for 53.5 rush yards, which is you know, considerably more than what he just had. Red, do you think he hits the over or under on that? I just want you to recognize that you said that he's going to have a bounce back day against Kansas City when he just played the Raiders last week. And, you know, it's just it's kind of a different kind of thing. You know, it's not usually, uh, oh, he's going to have a bounce back week. He just played the Raiders. No, it's usually, oh, uh, he just played the Raiders. He's coming off his ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Garrett. You guys held down Austin Eckler. Was that what you guys were? Is that what you're looking for? Hey, thank you. You're welcome. You're smiling. Even when you even when you shut down shit eating grin. Even when you shut down the playmakers, like you guys still lost. Still lost. Yeah, because Derek Carr threw three freaking underthrown passes for interceptions. It's okay. We're gonna take Keenan Allen out halfway through the game. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, oh, so red over under yeah. on 53 and a half rush yards. Under, 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 under. 
So now, I think it's he makes a divisional up for a game. It's a Thursday night game. It's a short week. I think he utilize they utilize him in the passing game. I mean, I think he sees a hundred total yards, but just seeing them run between the tackles and and I don't see him getting 53 yards, maybe it's like a 40-60. They already talked about in the offseason that they're wanting to cut back his load. And, you know, seeing 18 touches already going into a, you know, a short week, I'm not buying into it. You're still going to start him in fantasy, though. You know, you're going to start your studs. He definitely has the PPR upside that's going to carry you to win your weeks. But if you're talking about an over-under on the rushing, I'm always taking the under. Mm. All right. Interesting. I took the under on Trey Lance and Fields, too. And they both threw for under 200. Yeah, you did. Uh, I think both of you took the over on Derrick Henry last week, and that was not um, a hit. Well, I always take the over on Derrick Henry because he has the same name as me, <laughs> Derrick. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Red. Loyalist. Loyalist. All right, well, let's move on to the next game. We have the one and oh, the one and oh, Miami Dolphins at the one and oh, Baltimore Ravens. And yeah, like both these teams won their week one matchups. The Dolphins beat the Patriots, the Ravens. This should be a good game. Well, they played the Jets last week and they stomped them. So both teams look good. So, uh, from the Dolphins' perspective, Tua didn't really need to pass the ball a whole lot. You know, he only 23 of 33. That's great in terms of his completion percentage. Threw for 270 and a touchdown. He just didn't really let it rip because he didn't need to. They kind of were comfortably ahead of the Patriots that whole game. Um, no rushing yards. So he did not have like a great fantasy day. But I, I could see him having a better, you know, better days ahead where they got to basically you know, stay in it in the game instead of just trying to keep the lead. Uh Red, what are your thoughts on Tua? He's, ooh, excuse me. He's good at football. I mean, he's throwing uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I like him as a low end uh, quarterback one this week. Tyreek Hill is going to put up catch. points. He did. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I'm not really panicking on either. I know he's coming off an injury where he was off for two weeks, out for two weeks at camp. So I know he only had, what, like 61 or 63% of the snaps. So um, once they get, him up and going again. I think Tyreek and Waddle are really, really going to explode and be more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, efficient with their touches. So I know Tyreek Hill had eight, eight or nine receptions last week. So maybe he turns that from 90 yards into maybe a buck 20. And Jalen Waddle, maybe his five or six receptions also go for 100. I really like the upside and the ceiling of these guys. And that's really going to boost to a, so Tua, he's always going to have that quarterback one ceiling with these guys at wide receiver. Yeah, I think that um, we talked about Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle a little bit um, on Sunday evening about how they both finished right there in like that wide receiver two range, right? Like back to back. Yeah, and they didn't so, play full snaps. They were both like 60% of the snaps. Right, and I feel like Baltimore just lost a defensive back to like a torn ACL. Um was it Anthony Averett or something? I can't remember who it is, but it must not be very good if we can't even think of his name. Averett's on the Raiders now. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, he I, broke his thumb. That's okay. Yeah. So, like, I read some news about him. That was Dak to... Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's that guy. Um, regardless, I think that they're going to be a little uh, weaker in the secondary this week. And so, this could be a good matchup for Tua. It's hard to tell how good that. Ravens defense was when they're playing the Jets last week. So, um, 
this is probably not the best matchup if I had to guess. The Ravens were the number seven fantasy defense um, last week. So I would call Tua more of like a QB2, like mid to high QB2 than calling him a low QB1. But the upside from those receivers is obviously good. Um, Mike Kosicki, we basically saw exactly what we expected. One target, one yard, uh, one catch, one yard. Like he didn't do anything. So he's just completely off the radar for me at this point. Chase Edmonds, though, had four uh, targets and caught all four of them for 40 yards. He didn't do real good on the on the ground, but he had 16 total touches. So he's basically like a similar to Austin Eckler. Yeah, I was about to say he's a poor man's Austin Eckler. Yeah, so I'd say you keep firing him up, firing him up as like a RB2 probably. A lot, of, uh, a lot of people where they drafted him, they probably have him as a flex. Yeah. Raheem Mostert played 42% of snaps. He didn't have a good day either. That New England run defense obviously started off the season strong. So um, that's something to keep an eye on for the future. Is he droppable? Um, yes, but I like don't know. if Jeff be... Wilson's in free agency, would you drop him for Jeff Wilson? Yes. What yeah, about Daryl Henderson? Oh, for sure. Daryl Henderson. For, okay, he's, yeah. He would be the top waiver pickup for me. In All right. Good. I, scenario. I gave, I gave my buddy at work good advice. <laughs> we were going over his fantasy lineup today and James, if you're listening, I'm talking about your team. So uh, he was, we were going over like, Hey, who do we drop? Cause you know, he's in three different leagues. So we're going through it. And if anybody's listening to this, obviously we were on our break. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, we we're going through it, and I, I had mentioned, you know, drop Raheem Mostert and pick up Jeff Wilson and Daryl Henderson. So I just wanted to make sure I was giving out good advice. I wanted to get the the stamp of approval. Yeah, I'd say that uh, I, I wouldn't be like actively trying to drop Mostert, but for right. the right guy like Jeff Wilson, I would do it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, with with waivers getting ready to process things like that, it's just something that I had come across, and I was like, well. I have my own opinions, but I want to know your guys' on them. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not not too high on Mostert, thirty year old running back, and uh, Chase Edmonds is going to be the guy there. So I would definitely drop him. He'd be droppable for a waiver wire. Yeah, if there was a better option for your starting yeah. lineup, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Right, right. Okay, sweet deal. Michael Lewis uh, and I played in uh, the listener league this week and I was telling him how I was thinking about playing Mostert in my flex spot because of Dylan, like Lazard was injured and JK Dobbins is injured. So uh, he kept calling him Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I ultimately funny. played Russell Gage instead and that didn't work out either, but all right. Uh, Raven side, uh, Lamar Jackson, I expect that we all expect him to just kind of have the typical day at the office, right, G? Yeah, I definitely think this is going to be a game where they're going to be running the ball. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's going to have good amount of yardage. Um, and I want to say my boy Devin Duvernay did some work last week, but yeah, shout out. Hey, we actually I gave you a shout out. On Is he getting Sunday two night. more touchdowns? Yeah, uh, man. We did give you a shout out, like Casey was saying. We did yeah. shout you out, man. Yeah. We did give hey, you love. We did. Give I don't you know love. about two, but you know, I I was I was uh, super hyped up when I saw Devin scoring two touchdowns. I was like, yeah, that's my boy. The, con- yep. 
thing was that I see about him is that he only played about half the snaps. You know, four targets, four catches, 54 yards. He's two touchdowns. He's not going to score two touchdowns on four targets very often, okay? Might be the only time all year he does it. But still, the day was encouraging. It was against the Jets. Got to keep repeating that. So, um, I don't Who know. Who did they play like again? The Dolphins, they played the Jets last week. or the Who? You know, well, this <laughs> yeah. week they have uh, the Dolphins. So, he was, he was the third uh, targeted receiver. I guess if you want to count Mark Andrews there, Mark Andrews had seven targets. Bateman right. had five and Duvernay had four. Right. So he seems to be the clear number three in the offense. I don't think any of these other guys had any meaningful, I guess Robinson had four. He didn't really do much with it. See, uh, I don't know so... that I would call him a clear, clear number three. I think it's kind of muddy at two. Yeah. You know, even looking at Demarcus Robinson, he played 45% of snaps uh this week and duvernay played 52 so they both had four targets duvernay played a couple more snaps than robinson it looks like so duvernay mm, uh, i don't know might have just had a good day against a bad team it's possible very possible that's why i'm just looking forward it's bateman and andrews and after that check out if you've got a spot to burn on your roster then you could do it but i, I wouldn't be giving up the farm to go get duvernay yeah, uh, Bateman, unless you can send them off in a deal if you know someone's going to pay you their left nut for it. Yeah, yeah. If you've got Duvernay already, like he's in, he's going to be in free agency for most leagues, I assume. But he's, in, you, he's available in a lot of leagues. Yeah. So if you, but if you happen to have him in a league, then yeah, this sell high right now. This is a good time to do it. Yep. Um, Bateman played 66% of snaps, five targets, only caught two of them, but he did have the big touchdown. So saved his day with 59 receiving yards total. Um, wide receiver three moving forward. He's going to play Xavier Howard this week, probably. So that's not Xavier Howard is one of the best defensive backs in the league. One of the best, like just lockdown corners. So does he get a bump? Does like which is he, is he better? Or worse if you have, if you have a better option to stream at the wide receiver three spot, you know, definitely bring it up to Garrett in the start and sit him show on Sunday. Um, or even hit us up before Sunday, you know, because I know a lot of people try and have their lineup set like right now for the weekend. So um, that's something that's going to have to get brought to our attention. I mean, I'm open to the idea of putting Bateman on the bench if you have bench a better him. alternative option. Bench him this week. I'm I'm all for benching him. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. I like his real life talent, but it's hard yeah. to be confident about that this week. I just expect a big day rushing from Lamar Jackson. Expect J.K. Dobbins to be out another week. It doesn't. Uh, Even if he was suiting up, I'm benching him. No yeah, questions asked. Yeah, pretty much. And then same. Kenyon Drake did end up being the starting running back. He played about sixty percent of snaps in this last game. Didn't hardly do anything with it against you know again the the Jets. So we, we can't figure out. You know, everyone else had a good day, but Kenyon Drake didn't have a good day on 12 touches. Um, maybe he has a better day. Maybe Mike Davis gets a little more involved, but I doubt it. He only played 13% of snaps. So it looks like if you are going to play a running back in this backfield, it's Kenyon Drake. He's a low influx for me. And and, Do and Dobbins, you, you know, if he plays, he's out of your lineup. And then Lamar Jackson's the main beneficiary of this. Yeah, I agree. Kenyon Drake's low, low. Um he did have the snap percentage at 60%. He's still learning the offense a little bit. So we might see a bounce here. We might not. I'm not going to buy it, though. I'll take him over, and that's about it. And, and Mark Andrews, obviously. Yeah. Yep.
All right. Well, then let's move on to our next game. We got the Jets at the Cleveland Browns. The 0-1 New York Jets at the 1-0 Cleveland Browns. The Browns ended up uh, winning in their first game with Jacoby Brissett. That was an uh, interesting win against the Panthers. They're against their old, their old guy, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Red, what do you think of uh, Jacoby Brissett this week against the Jets, who we've been clowning this whole podcast? Is this a good matchup yeah. for him and his uh, receiving group? I just want to see your roster if you're forced to start Jacoby Brissett. Because I don't know maybe, maybe what's you had worse, a, the Jets or that roster. If you're in a super flex and you had like Dak Prescott and maybe like, you know, another just mid tier guy, let's say Baker Mayfield, and then you have Jacoby Brissett, you know, hey, well, you might. You might play him in a good matchup. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, but ooh, he's not even available in my work league. He's going to get like you about 200, 220, maybe a touchdown. If he gets you two touchdowns, then he's going to throw a pick. So it's like, mm, he only threw for one. He only threw for 147 the other day on 34 pass attempts. He did have the touchdown. No picks, but it doesn't add anything as a runner, really. So, in a super flex league, I'm starting a, a skill position. I'm not starting Brissett at super flex. There's just no upside, man. It's just, it's all floor. It's all floor. Yeah, he's you only play him if you're desperate. I would, I think I tend to agree here. I don't like that. <laughs> I own him in my work league. <laughs> I was looking, trying to see who had him, and I'm on my right. roster. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I have him in a well, super we, flex league, you know, but gotta, it's still early. he's going to floor his way to like quarterback 24. Like that's what you're going to get. You're going to get quarterback two Ugh. numbers the entire time floor. Yeah, I'm out. I don't want percent like it. Mm-mm, I'm good. I'll, I'll start a position player if I have to. I'll start Julio Jones in my super flex if I have to over Jacoby percent. Yeah, no brainer. So what about receivers here then? So Amari Cooper, Same. DPJ, David Bell's out, Anthony Schwartz is out. Not even. Well, Donovan Peoples Jones had on on eighty three percent of snaps, got eleven targets, caught six of them for sixty. At the end of the day, he's dealing with a bad quarterback, but eleven targets sticks out to me. Now Amari Cooper, he still had six of his own, so it wasn't like he, you know, hey, say his name right, Stonehands. Stonehands, yeah, right. Yeah. Only three catches <laughs> for 17 yards, but played the same exact amount of snaps, uh, snap percentage at least 83% of snaps as uh, Peoples Jones. So they're both That's basically ugly. on the field as much. They're uh, they're both on the field at the same time, or as much as the other guy is. So if if I don't know, maybe the Jacoby Brissett's got a little bit more comfortable comfortability throwing to Peoples Jones. Hey, he's he's a uh, you know. He's he's not bad. He's just been on the not Browns. terrible, right? So it's hard to really evaluate like how how good he truly is. I'd say if you're playing either of these guys, even Cooper, man, like he's just like a mid flex, like at best. Like I don't know, Red. What do you think? Dark throw. Honestly, this is the best way to explain this is we're going to talk up these wide receivers. We're going to give our listeners hope that these guys could potentially have a decent game. Next week, when we're recording the preview, we're going to come where we got to talk about the Browns having to play Pittsburgh. And if any of these two receivers had a big game next week, we're going to be saying, well, it's because they played the Jets. So, 
I'm not really buying into this. And even if they have a bad game, it's just going to be, oh, it's the quarterback play. And you know what? We like these guys as a real talent. We, you know, it's just not happening in fantasy. So I'm not going to try and breathe any breath of life into these guys. As much as I like Donovan Peoples-Jones in Dynasty, as much as I like Amari Cooper when Deshaun Watson comes back, I am just completely out on the pass catchers and the quarterback situation in Cleveland. I think that's fair. So I think you... I think to 100% disregard every receiver for every game. Every receiver until Watson comes back. I I just Besides feel like there's, Kareem, you got to you got to find your opportunities. You know, these some of these guys are still going to have good games with a bad quarterback. It it happens in the NFL every year. So I'd say that against the one Jets, of the this, bigger selling is... points. One of the biggest selling points. This is a run first football team. They play defense and they run the ball. Look at the running back touches. Kareem Hunt I had agree. what 15, t- 15 touches alone to Nick Chubb's 22. That's almost 40 touches to just the running backs alone. Like this is a running team. I don't want nothing to do with these receivers until I Watson's say, back. I say follow the volume. If DPJ continues to get that high volume this next week, um, then we'll throw him out there as a flex. It's not I don't think it's it, 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 it nothing. It's nothing against these guys. I like David Bill. I like Donovan Peoples Jones. I like Amari Cooper. They are extremely talented wide receivers, and they're going to produce if they were on any Cooper other. Sucks and, <laughs> I mean, he's a lot better than I am. So I mean, but he, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not trying to much. shit on these guys. It's just the situation. The coaching scheme <laughs> doesn't add up for me. Don't add up for me. I'll I'll just say this: like, if there's any time for one of these receivers to go off it's probably against the jets i'll take cooper as like a mid flex with some upside this week but you're not someone he's not someone hope he blows up this week and then trade him because he plays pittsburgh after that i think he's got a game with atlanta after that and yeah no i'm just i'm just not on board that's what the raiders did David and Joku even he played eighty nine percent of snaps, one target, one catch, that was seven nasty. yards. Yeah, bum, he's, bum, bum, bum. he's droppable, like for uh, a better tight end. Uh, if he can drop it, like it's up, If if Gerald Everett or Taysom Hill is out there, Logan Thomas is out. available in a lot of leagues. Yeah, he's someone I would be picking up. We're going to talk about him in a little bit, though. So uh, let's get to the Jets side, so we can get this shit over with, so we can move <laughs> the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> literal literal shit here. Yeah, Joe uh, Flacco. No receivers no. are relevant except for Elijah Moore. I was going to say Joe Flacco, he threw for 307, but he had to do it with 59 pass attempts. Like, you got to throw the ball 60 times to get 60. 300 yards. That's like the, something's not right. Like you're not you're, at all. You know, like you're you're not throwing for as many yards as it looks like. God, he so, did that in Baltimore with like 40 or 35 when they mm-hmm. run when they would run the ball. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with uh, certain Joe Flacco or any receiver. Uh, Corey Davis actually had a decent game. He was uh, nine targets, caught six of them for 77. I think that some of these guys benefited just from the sheer volume of pass attempts. They're not going to throw the ball that often. So even guys like Elijah Moore, seven targets when the guy threw the ball 60 times, caught five of them for 49, no touchdowns. This is not a good week for any of these guys. Like if you're out on the, the Browns, guys yep, right i'm not the jets guys like even elijah I more i i want to like him more on fantasy because i like him in real life but he did he's a low upside option right now like if you're going to play him in your flex spot or uh, wide Whoa. receiver three would be uh, it would be a tough I'm, sell to me it would have to be a wide receiver four 
Uh, if you remember in Anthony Cease's league, I drafted Elijah Moore as my wide receiver three, and I'm benching him this week. Luckily, I was able to get Jarvis Landry, so but I'm benching more Good. in favor of Landry this week, even going against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm just kind of not a fan. And the tight ends here, too, like Tyler Conklin, seven targets, caught four of them for only 14 yards, but did catch the touchdown. Again, Flacco's not throwing the ball 60 times. This is He'll have better yardage games, but he's not going to score a touchdown very often. Neither of these tight ends are going to catch a lot of passes. Um, between the running backs, Michael Carter seemed like he was the one who was playing a little bit more. 60% of snaps had uh, – sorry, I just accidentally closed it right here. Uh, I just, nine I just nine targets, seven catches for 40 yards. Like, the biggest thing to gleam out of this is he seemed like the, the clear pass down back. He's not going to get nine targets very often. Well, I can't even say that because Brees Hall had 10 himself. I didn't realize he had 10. He had caught six for 38. So they split passing down – Yep. Uh, duties but um it did seem like carter he had what 10 carries for 60 yards and then Brees hall six for 23 so carter had the the better day on the ground um kind of a weird game because they were behind by so much they didn't get to really establish any kind of run game there but yeah the fact that they both played in the past game is good for both of them i guess but i don't think the jets are going to score a lot of touchdowns anytime no, soon so it's just not hard to be excited about these guys yep Michael Carter, I guess, is number 14 in PPR after that day. But, again, like he's not going to catch seven passes often. No, he had 100 total yards. He probably won't get that again. He'll probably sit like maybe around 70 total yards weekly. But these these guys right now are touchdown-dependent flex upside guys. Yep. I, what do you think, G? That's, that's about right, yeah? Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it's hard to trust anyone in the offense when the offense really isn't going to score too many points. So uh, I do like if I had to choose like one person, it would be Michael Carter um, to be the lead scorer for multiple weeks. I am just not in on Brees Hall. And I, I just think been. it's a committee. The, it's a committee for now. That's for sure. But I think that, at least. Yeah, it's and, until they show us. Flacco, something different, yeah, with, it's like. They're, they're, down to their Michael backup Carter. Quarter, they're down to their backup quarterback. They're already a bad team. It just doesn't look good for them right now. Yep. Uh, all right, let's, let's move get to on. the next game. Wait, did yeah. we even talk about Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? Uh, I don't no, think we, we did. Actually, no. D- good point. Yeah, let's let's circle back to that real fast before we move on to the next game. Um, yeah, I was gonna... both of them, man. They're both on the field at the same time. If you look at their snap percentages. That both equals over a hundred percent, like both of them combined. Yeah, so they, they, they're, they're on the field at the same time, man. Like I like Kareem Hunt quite a bit this year. I know this it's hard to I like expected. him and draft him. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, put your. I got caught the in the field. draft mix. I got caught in the draft mix because no one wants to draft the second running back super early. And man, I'm kind of glad I got him in a couple dynasty leagues pretty cheap this off season because. Uh, Man, if he's going to be touching the ball 15 times on a run first team and, you know, he's got a compliment like Nick Chubb, it's I like what I'm seeing, man. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, man, those are both auto starts this week, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I would say running back two with RB1 upside, like no doubt. Yeah, the touchdowns, the touchdowns aren't going to be as heavy for Kareem Hunt, but definitely the receiving he's going to get rushes. They use them around the goal line. So if he falls into the end zone, cool. But 
yeah, man, I'm in on both of them. Standard scoring leagues, I'd say that Nick Chubb is the clear guy. He got yes. what, 20 some 22, 22 carries on the ground for 141. No only caught one pass on one target oh, for two yards. Yeah, he did nothing did. really. But um, the Kareem Hunt got two of the touchdowns. That's, you know, it's he'll have those games sometimes. But when you get that many carries on the ground, Chubb is primarily the goal line back to like he'll they're going to split those touchdowns more often than not. If there's two rushing touchdowns of the day, they're each going to probably have one. So yeah, Chubb is the standard scoring guy. Kareem Hunt, definitely the PPR guy. He's like the number four PPR right uh, guy right now. But again, expect a little come down from that because he still only had four targets, can, you know, four catches can for we 24 go? yards and a touchdown. Because in the first five weeks touchdowns. last year, well, th- well, listen, that, last week in the first five weeks, he had five touchdowns. I, I'm thinking of it as they're not going to be in close games like that very often. Like, at the end and they're going to run the shit out of football and be done with it. They're going to bury yeah, teams but there's and a, run and still. Go ahead. There's a chance though that they might struggle a little bit offensively enough to where they get behind in too many games and have to start throwing the ball. So to I think Kareem that... Hunt because no one else can catch cold. Uh, well, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm maybe just... <laughs> maybe. Maybe I, 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 they're still both high upside guys more often than right. not. Like you're going right. to, they're, they're plug and play guys. Chubbs. Yeah. They're you both can get good. away with, you, you can get away with Chubb as your RB one. If you got Kareem Hunt as your RB three, then congrats. He's probably more congrats, RB two looking. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably more RB two um, than RB three, but um, this guy, you know, this top scoring week is probably going to be one of his better weeks of the season, in my opinion. All right, so let's get to the next. Let's get to the next. Nice. Game. <laughs> I'm done with this game. Fuck the Jets. I'm done with this game too. Oh. Um, the one and zero Commanders are at the zero and one Detroit Lions, and Carson Wentz coming off a big week. He was actually the number three quarterback in fantasy this week. Had four touchdown passes, threw for over three hundred yards. Ref- six attempts didn't really do much with them. Six rushing attempts, excuse me, only uh, twelve rush yards. But hey, six attempts is is something to look at. Um, Garrett, what do you think? Is something to, I feel like this is a good play this week against the Detroit Lions. They just got lit up by uh by the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh start him and start Jared Goff also this week if you want. I think Ooh. it's I think it's definitely um oh, is that is that a hot take? No, I'm no? just going to let you have your moment and I'm going to shut up and sit in my okay. corner and be quiet. I, I think that Jared Goff has a, a ch- outside chance to be a quarterback one this week. Um, I think there's some points to be scored in this game. It's going to be a dome game. Um, Detroit's not that good. Washington does have a def- decent defense, but I still think that Detroit could put up some points here. Um, and these both guys are, uh, I will say, streamable this week not someone that you're going to be holding on to i think that carson wentz is a guy that you could stream this week as a qb1 so if you're out there and free you know he's was probably a free agent in a lot of leagues unless you're in two yeah, quarterback he's a leagues, different story yeah two quarterback leagues is a different story he's certainly on a roster but if you're sitting out there looking for a quarterback to stream because you were banking on dak prescott the carson wants to be a good fill-in for this week so He's got McLaurin, who had a nice game. He only had a couple catches, right? Like, he didn't do only two catches, but 58 yards and a touchdown. Played 90% of the snaps. 
So uh, four targets. He'll just a fluke. Yeah. The touchdown saved his day. Absolutely. Curtis Samuel. The four targets was like fluky though. Yeah, Curtis Samuel getting 11, like that'll come down so that McLaurin's goes up. But I did like how they used Curtis Samuel in the run game though too. He had four rush attempts. Quite eight passes. Well, Right. So I'd say he he's earned like some flex appeal this week. Which yeah. kind of well, makes Ron sense. Rivera was with... his old coach in Carolina, and that's how he used him in Carolina too. So it's, it's very. He's just been hurt not... forever, so everyone kind of. Yeah, it's like know... he's finally coming to fruition. He was a second round pick just a few years ago, so uh, followed his coach that drafted him over to Washington. So I, I, I believe in Curtis Samuel, but he's not a league winner for me. He, I think he's just someone. If McLaren and with Doxon have slow games like they did last week, it's going to be Samuel shining and. Vice versa. If it's Samuel not shining, it's probably Dotson or McLaren having a big game. So, yeah, I guess the clarify... oh, that means Carson Wentz has to do something. Does that mean we like Carson Wentz? Well, that's what I'm saying for this well, week. That's I... what we're saying. All right, I like Carson Wentz this week. <laughs> Where know, were you? Some weapons here. If you really break this down, I'm you talking saying... about just in general moving. F- I'm talking about just in general moving forward. Do we like Carson Wentz like season long? Because I mean, if you think about it, and you know, you got McKissick, who is a pass catching no, weapon. Stop, you do stop, got McKissick, stop. who is a pass catching weapon. You just have McLaren, Doxon, and Samuel have decent weeks. And Logan Where did Thomas he play is last not a bad tight end, uh, Indy, and he was not a bad fantasy quarterback last year. There's more weapons. Well, you can make a case that there's more weapons in Washington than what there is overall in Indy. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would say, like, going back to the receivers for a second, you, you made a comment earlier about how Dotson and McLaurin having slow weeks. It's kind of like, I think maybe you it, receiving targets. yards wise, yeah, target targets. wise, because like Dotson scored twice, you know, McLaurin scored once, but yeah. Yeah, but the, we're not the, chasing the guy that scores one catch for one yard and one touchdown either. Right. And Dotson the, was like that, but just to step up. The most encouraging thing that I saw out of this. Is yeah, McLaurin played what ninety percent of the snaps. Jahan Dawson played eighty eight percent, and Curtis Samuel played seventy one percent. All three of those are good, good enough numbers to be obviously ninety and eighty eight, but seventy one percent of snaps even is plenty to make yeah. a dent in fantasy. So I'm good with that. And Logan Thomas made a return in week one, played sixty two percent of the snaps, got six targets, caught three of them for forty five. He's someone that could – you mentioned that, too. He's available in a lot of leagues. He could end up being a, a decent tight end option. Remember over Carson the course Wentz of the and season. Zach Ertz? He likes his tight ends. I'm saying it. Like, Logan Thomas can be a low-end tight end one that you get on waiver wires. We played this game already, and he was good for a season. But uh, I'm not sure that he – He's free. I, I feel like you're going to reach on that, and it's just going to be disappointed. You can go for it if you want. You know what? I tell people not to do certain things. This is your thing to tell people not to do. That's fine. But I'm not going to tell you to shut up and I'm going to do it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I already have them in leagues already. So, (laughs) yeah, I just feel like I've tried this. I got burnt. Uh, I feel like people are going to be kind of disappointed more weeks than not, unless like your tight end got hurt. I don't know of any tight ends that really got injured this week. And so if you're hurting, then maybe, but uh, about half the league is hurting on tight end because they didn't draft one early. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, McKissick, I was looking at the running backs here. McKissick, you know, we thought of him as the passing down back, and he had three targets versus Antonio Gibson. Had eight targets, Let's caught seven of them go. for seventy-two yards, and had another fourteen rush attempts, uh, fifty-eight yards. 
Gibson looks like a locked and loaded RB2 for now. I doubt, like, I'm sure that his targets will go down a little bit so McKissick goes up. But even if Gibson's getting four or five targets a game, and then he's getting another dozen carries, you know, he had 14 this last week. I don't know. I just kind of thought that the team was down on him with his fumbling issues. Didn't really hear good things about him in camp. And then Brian Robinson, unfortunately, was shot. And then Gibson's got this opportunity again. And he's making the most of it. So I'd say fire him up as an RB2 this week, right? Yeah, yeah. might as well. Shit, I was like... Thinking Miles Sanders had a good game against the Lions last week. I thought J.D. McKissick was going to step up and be more involved. But we saw that Curtis Samuel actually come in and take some of those touches from J.D. McKissick. And Antonio Gibson just played the Antonio Gibson role. Um, so as like the RB one, right? So it's kind of weird to see there. Um, but fire him up, running back two. Yeah, I think McKissick. Um, don't drop him yet if if you've got him in PPR. Don't drop him yet because he's still due for you know better game. But next week, if he has another bad game, we can we can talk about it. Getting over to the Lions side, Garrett, you mentioned that you like Jared Goff this week. I want you to open up with uh with those thoughts. Well, um, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's just gut or intuition, but I He's Jared Washington. Goff too. Yeah, I think that's probably why. Jared Goff isn't a terrible quarterback, and I think that he has a couple of different weapons in this offense that rivals what a Washington has. He has DeAndre Swift that is a threat um as receiving back. He has Sun God Amon Ross St. Brown. ZJ Chark played decent last week and he has TJ Hawkinson. And I feel like if there's a week where there could be some points scored that this could be one of those weeks. And I cautiously because Washington does have a decent defense. But um yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm seeing. Jared Goff for two seventy five and three touchdowns. You're calling a Justin Herbert week for him? <laughs> oh I don't know. man. I want to Wentz is gonna be quarterback one then. Is it this sounds like it's gonna be a shootout according to you, Garrett? So you're gonna take I, the over Jared Goff's what's Jared Goff's passing stats? Or what, what's he, week, what's his uh, over under this week? What's his over under? Oh, there's it, nothing yet for him. It's it's not reflected yet because it's a Sunday yeah. game. It's too early in the so, week. Some ready. of the guys have. Uh... Oh, okay. That's why I seen on Thursday. Then I'll shut up. Then that makes sense. So, so. we have uh, Jared Goff. Who I'm thinking of this past game where the Lions were behind. They had to play catch up for a while. So Jared Goff ends up with 37 pass attempts. But only 215 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. I don't know. That just kind of feels like he should have had more pass yardage in a game where they, you know, they obviously were, they came back, they were within three points. So the fact that they were doing that looks like on defense or through the ground game or something like that. I don't know. I kind of feel like Jared Goff should have had a better game than that passing wise. I'm not giving up on him yet, but the commanders were like a very middle of the road fantasy defense this past week. So. I will give Jared Goff a little bit more leash and say, yeah, you could maybe fire him up as a QB2. Definitely I'm not as high as on him as you are, uh, Garrett. I, I'll call him like a mid QB2, not a low or a high, just a mid, and see if he can get it done with St. Brown and Chark, who I think both have the opportunity to have similar outcomes. 
uh, that they did last yeah. week. Maybe they uh, trade. Nah, yeah, maybe like one of them doesn't get a touchdown and TJ Hawkinson does or something like that. But uh... okay, I have to admit, Coach Campbell called me up and he gave me some Kool Aid and he told uh... me he told me to hype him up. So... You're on that Hard Knocks Kool Aid. <laughs> I forgot you've been watching Hard Knocks. Damn it. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me back to earth. So St. Brown, um, he finishes as the number 11 receiver this past week, 12 targets, eight catches, 64 yards and a touchdown. And then Chark, he finishes as the number 22 receiver this week, eight targets, four catches, 52 yards and a touchdown. I feel like the yardage outcomes are pretty spot on for kind of what I would expect to see from both of them more often than not. Um, so yeah, it's just about like, do you expect them each to get a touchdown? Probably not. Chark's probably a little bit be- better bet because he's six four, two oh five. St. Brown is six foot two oh two. Um, I guess St. Brown. I thought St. Brown was a little shorter than that. At the end of the day, it's a fifty. Gets a touchdown. St. Brown's your PPR guy. Chark's your standard guy, probably. Right? Excuse me. My God, who let that burp out? <laughs> the beer you're drinking, did. Drink your beer. You're drinking while working. <laughs> um, so, Red, what do you think about these running backs? DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, he stole a couple touchdowns this week from him. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he was in on 67% of the snaps, and Williams was in on like 30% of the snaps. I'm not chasing the touchdowns for Williams. I like him as a character. He's He has probably one of the best post-game interviews just interviews in general speaking with the media that guy is hilarious man um but it's it's swift and after that if you want to hold on to williams he's just nothing but a handcuff at this point i mean it's just like every other team they're going to use some sort of committee but the fact they use swift so much man it's it's his backfield i don't care if the I don't care if the goal line carries go to Williams. Swift does so much, man, to make up for not getting touchdowns. He just makes up with it with receptions, receiving yards. He's so explosive, man. It's I'm not really worried about Williams, and he's just he's like an Alexander Madison at this point. Yeah, interesting. I like Swifty. Uh, yeah, Swifty over Williams. Swift definitely got vultured. Yeah, he missed out on the other touchdowns, and he still finished as the number three fantasy back this week. Yep. So, yeah, 18 touches, you know, 144 rush yards, keen. 31 receiving yards on three targets. Yeah, I'd say 18 touches is, is a, a healthy amount uh, to expect, like, in his range of outcomes. I think Jamal Williams does get a little bit of a bump. Um, I'm not even really doing that for the two touchdowns. Just that, like, he, he only played a third of snaps, but – he is definitely involved there in the red zone. So if you need to, you know, steal a touchdown every now and then, if you're desperate here, when the bye weeks and injuries truly hit, and then if something happens to Swift, you've got a high upside running back option. But yeah, standalone value. Don't expect a two touchdown game like that again. If you do, if he does have a game like that again, it's probably not a week that you started him. It's going to be out of the blue. Yeah, it's a fluke. It's all fluky. Um, I mentioned T.J. Hawkinson's name earlier. He had. Played 91% of snaps, seven targets, caught four of them for 38 yards. Better days ahead, right? Seven targets is good to see. Yeah, seven targets is good to see, but it's just it's just concerning just because we haven't seen it from Hawkinson yet, man. I mean, Jared Goff never really thrown to his tight ends either. I mean, yeah, we've seen that stretch with Higby 
what two years ago with the Rams. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I've never really seen Jared Goff support a tight end. So I got Hawkinson in some dynasty leagues, and I'm not I'm not panicking or anything, but just what I expect weekly is definitely capped from what it used to be. Yeah, I guess you got a good point there. Jared Goff has never really thrown to the tight ends much, so and you see how Sun God actually got a lot more receptions and targets than what right. Hawkinson did. And Hawkinson's a great blocker. He trains with George Kittle, so it it wouldn't surprise me if they use him in for some blocking. I mean, yeah, you're right. Seven targets is great. at the end of the day, it's just you know, it's just a lot stacking against him. He tends to get banged up a little bit here and there. But it's, I mean, for redraft leagues, if if you can sell the name Hawkinson and upgrade to like a Kyle Pitts or try and upgrade to a Mark Andrews, you know, someone you can actually really rely on weekly, it's that'll give you such an advantage in in your weekly matchups. All right. Well, yeah, I think that Hawkinson, I think he, I'm not giving up on him yet. You still got to start him as your tight end. Oh, he's an athletic freak, man. He's awesome. He's a football player. Like, it's just, just fantasy he hurts man sometimes yeah all well, right we got the next game and yeah. uh i gotta pour one out for my brother austin here because he has a rodrigo blankenship jersey Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> why would you even buy a jersey of a kicker because you gotta you gotta respect the specs dog respect the specs uh, so, apparently the Colts didn't. Nope, they yeah. didn't. So we're pouring one out for the homie Austin and uh, and the Tide. Sorry, brother. Because they kissed their girlfriend and lost their kicker. <laughs> or her sister, I mean. Yep. <laughs> we know what you so, mean. So, yeah, the, the Colts, Colts, they tie with the Texans this last week. So they are 0-0-1. And then they are playing at Jacksonville, who's 0-1. And apparently, as of right now, it's supposed to rain during this game. No, so man. I don't know how much we'll kind of check on that maybe later in the week to see how bad that's going to get. But if it's a real messy game, all bets are off. You saw how like the 49ers and bears game went. It's just that all the passers and receivers all get a huge downgrade. The running backs, even to a degree, it's going to be slippery, but I, I, if it's just a little bit of rain, it should be fine. That the weather's fine though. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he did not have, like 275 yards a touchdown on one pick like not a great fantasy day but i'm looking at it in real life and i'm like okay i see something here like there's there's something to like here i think that he'll get a little more comfortable as the season goes along too with his with his receivers um red what's he to you do you think that he'll achieve like some like strong qb2 status at some point this year or if not this week uh, he certainly has the talent and upside to do it. It's just a matter of putting it all together for us. And Evan Ingram to get the job done for him. I mean, when I look at my quarterbacks and things like that, I start looking at options, see who's healthy, how the offensive line is, um, who they're playing against. And they actually caught me with my pants down because I was trying to go see how Davis Mills did against the Colts last week. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, I guess you can expect quarterback two numbers. In our work league, he was drafted as a quarterback, too. So you're most likely going to start him. Um, I don't think he's going to hurt you this week, but I just feel like if there really is going to be any kind of sort of rain at the ball slippery, um, wide receiver, quite what it is on the Indianapolis side of the football. So, you know, maybe they don't come down with the footballs as much as, you know, what we would expect them to. But anything you still expect 
quarterback two numbers with kind of capped upside upside if it if it rains if it doesn't rain maybe he hits 300 in a shootout because uh i think matt ryan's gonna go off this week well i'm looking at these receivers here christian kirk obviously had a nice day 12 targets played 91 percent of snaps caught six of those targets for 117 receiving yards um no touchdown but i'd say like that's just very encouraging to see in his first game with the team um but i see zay jones and and he plays 83 percent of snaps marvin jones plays 81 percent of snaps marvin jones six targets Zay Jones nine targets, so they're really not that distant. I think Zay Jones was the he was the one that was more productive this week, uh, out like on his nine targets, six for sixty five. Yeah, I think that he's just like the younger upside option. Marvin Jones is thirty two. Zay Jones is twenty seven. He's got the the better contract. So I know that Zay did have a red zone target too. He was like inches away from catching a ball. Um, so I would be having Zay Jones over Marvin Jones if I had to start either of them, but I don't know that I would. Derek, what do you think of the Jaguars running backs this week? Because I'm looking over here at Travis Etienne, and he's supposed to be the receiving down back. Four targets, caught two of them for 18. James Robinson was the one who had the nice day, actually. He Jamie up, Robb, though. The only, My he dude only went had on. two targets, but the 11 carries for 66 yards, he got the rushing touchdown. But not a bad day. And a no, receiving he's a grinding back. I actually like Rob. And I gave him a little bit of love uh, on our review episode Sunday night. So I'm actually flexing him. I'm benching Elijah Moore and actually starting James Robinson this week. Um, he's just that tack, that guy can run in between the tackles. Um, he's going to be used around the red zone. I know it's not the coaching staff that brought him on board, but you know what? He just keeps proving people wrong. And as much as I like Travis Etienne, I mean – Trevor Lawrence missed him wide open in the end zone last week. I mean, he was wide open in the end zone, and Trevor Lawrence just overthrew him. And that's not ETN's fault or anything like that, but it sounds like they just got some work to do to get on the same page, opposed to Robinson. You just turn around and hand it to him. So um, until ETN gets his footing, I really like Robinson to be the the main scoring back for fantasy. But I mean, not saying ETN's going to be left for shit. So. Just right now, you could treat both of these guys like wide receiver or running back three flex options. Yeah, they played about the same. ETN gets a slight advantage, 51% snap percentage versus Robinson's 49. So they are splitting time on the field, at least. Seems yep. like Robinson's getting the touches when they're on the field. But yeah, I'd say Robinson, you could play him as a flex, but he's got some RB2 appeal, some low RB2 appeal. ETN, I kind of went into the season been saying I'm not a real big fan of his. So far, um, I'd say I still feel the same way. Cannon um, is not going to like that. Yeah, Cannon's <laughs> going to fight you. You're going to have a little brother-sibling fight. <laughs> yep. Whatever. Watch. You're going to beat his ass like you always do. <laughs> <laughs> We're kids, maybe. <laughs> um, on the other side, we have uh, the Colts. And Matt Ryan did not have the best of days. He finishes the number 25 quarterback, 50 pass attempts, 352 yards, a touchdown, and, and an interception. Um, maybe just because he only threw the one touchdown. Kind of Matty Ice sense. cold against this Houston defense. But he did throw 13 targets to Michael Pittman, who caught nine for 121 and a touchdown. So, Red, go ahead and do your victory lap. <laughs> well, we all, <laughs> yeah, all kind of see it coming. There's not much of a victory lap that run here, so... 
Um, but no, I actually like Matt Ryan quite a bit to be a quarterback one this week. We just watched Carson Wentz drop, what, four touchdowns against Jacksonville. And both of you guys both said that Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. So, I mean, they can establish the run against Jacksonville, uh, something that Washington really couldn't do with just Antonio Gibson. So maybe um, there's he needs less than 50 pass attempts to throw for over 350 yards this game. So, um, yeah, I like Matt Ryan quite a bit to be a quarterback one. Fire up Michael Pittman. He's an auto start at this point. Um, I'm not sure who the rest of the targets are going to go to. They might get distributed out evenly, kind of like a... Paris Campbell after that. Other than that, I like uh, Alex Man, Pierce, I want to but... say I want to say Paris Campbell, but like you with Logan Thomas, I've just been burned so many times. He's just consistently injured, and he has all the talent in the world. He's fast. He's a slot guy, you know, but I just, I just don't played, see it happening. I just I see the snap percentage is just Campbell playing more than Alec That's Pierce. That's fair. And so that's, fair. that's where I'm throwing. If I'm going to throw my basket somewhere, it's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of thought the same thing as you as well, Garrett. But at the end of the day, you know, Pitt, uh, Paris Campbell wasn't drafted by this coaching staff. And Alec Pierce was. Alec Pierce was a second round pick. So it might be taking him a little bit longer to get a grip a on the playbook. Yeah, you could see it's change maybe at the end of the year, maybe after the bye week. You know, but they both play very different roles. You know, Pierce is a bigger wide receiver versus Campbell. He's he just kind of profiles as that flex guy. So who knows? Maybe there's room for both of them. I'll say this. I don't think I really want anyone outside of Pittman and then the running yep. backs here. Yep. Something else to right, consider, too. That's something fair. to consider about this entire Colts offense is this game was a tie, which means they played 60 minutes and then played a full 10 minutes after that. So everyone got an extra almost a full That's quarter true. worth of time to to kind of get a bump here. So when you see Jonathan Taylor with like seven targets, you, you look at Michael Pittman with 13, like even those guys are going to come down a little bit, but some of these other guys that like, like they're Kylan Granton, one of their tight ends. We've never talked about him because he's not worth talking about. He had seven targets, you know, that's not going to happen again. So a lot of these guys, I think kind of all get a bump downwards in the past game for me, like these little spare guys, but Otherwise, fire up Pittman as a wide receiver one. Fire up Taylor as an RB1. Hines actually didn't have too bad of a week. It could have been better, but he did catch all six of his targets for 50 yards. Um, only three carries. Uh, yeah, in a game that had an extra 10 minutes. Like, yeah, it's kind of disappointing. Three carries really. is kind of, kind, of a weird, kind of a weird one there, but they just let Jonathan Taylor take every carry in the backfield, 31 attempts. So I don't really blame them too much they're obviously going to let him get the ball on the ground and then let Hines make up for his opportunities in the air when he needs to so Hines I'd still throw out there as a flex play they are playing the Jaguars it's a good matchup Matt Ryan if you were going to play him as a streamer this is not a bad week to do that in um otherwise the tight ends Mo Alley Cox you know yeah, only two targets nothing away. really worth yeah just stay away yep yeah, I'm good off Cox yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> also, first time you ever said that. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> I changed. I'm the new me. <laughs> new year, new red. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, that. Hey, wraps that's up it, our, huh? That's five yeah, games. That wraps up our preview for the first preview for week two. We'll obviously get to parts two and three later in the week, and we'll try to fit in an injury episode, hopefully on Thursday. But we'll see how that goes. Um, otherwise, uh, we've been getting a little more engagement on Facebook. Appreciate that, guys. Hit us up with questions or whatever we can help you out with. Leave, leave us yeah. a rate and review as well. That really helps us out. 
Yeah, that would be cool. The whole subs subscribe and like our podcast. <laughs> Heck no, yeah. seriously, dude, we're, we're actually getting a lot of uh, people subscribing. Uh, 2% of our listeners come from France. Sasha, <laughs> I mean, it was like one person. <laughs> it's like one person. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, no, there's there's quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of people. I was looking at the little statistics that our app gives us of, you know, it just breaks down of who listens to us, what gender they are. Like, there's some females that listen what to us. So, yeah, right, girl power, man. That's a little so. more than I really want to know, but I'm glad females <laughs> are listening to us. Well, I don't understand why they're tracking that shit, but yeah. anyways thanks facebook <laughs> yeah thanks, no, it's not Zuckerberg. facebook it's not facebook tracking that it's our app the the app we use for the podcast oh anchor oh i think that's yeah. owned by spotify spotify, spotify are they owned by, owned by like microsoft or google or something like uh, that well whatever this no, podcast is over own. they don't our <laughs> listeners don't care just subscribe to I'm us drink sure your milk drink your beer uh if you smoke herb smoke your yeah. herb do whatever pleases you just Stay out of trouble and don't get arrested. You guys have a good week. <laughs> All right. Yeah, what he said. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Later. Peace.